My brothers and sisters in the Lord, I don't know about you, but certainly this time of the year can just simply drive me nuts. It always seems like there's something to do, a party to attend, a function to go to, cards to send, shopping to do, items to take care of, cooking that needs to be done, at least not by me, but probably by you. Always something to do. And in all of this doing, in all of this busyness, we have to ask ourselves, do we take time to prepare? Do we take time to prepare for the coming of the King? Because we live in a world, my brothers and sisters, that is in constant motion. We live in a world where consumerism and materialism is at the forefront. And so the motto is sell, 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 buy, 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 and you will be happy. And so often, my friends, we come to find out the hard way that happiness and joy are not found in any of those things that we have bought. A friend of mine was telling me last year she took her children to see St. Nicholas to have their pictures taken. And so her seven-year-old was sitting on St. Nicholas's lap and of course, St. Nicholas asked him, what do you want for Christmas? And the little boy was kind of taken aback. And he said, well, you don't know? I sent out a tweet yesterday. That's the world in which we live. And so the church in her great wisdom, my friends, gives us this very holy season of Advent. A time of preparation. A time to step back. A time to wait on the Lord. And that is why in the gospel today we hear Jesus speaking about being watchful, being alert, being vigilant, and taking the time to truly prepare. Do we have patience, my brothers and sisters? Are we able to wait? Because I don't know about you, but waiting is very difficult for me especially in some certain situations. Are you able to wait? Not just wait in any old way, but wait in joyful hope. That's the connection. So next time you're in Rouse's and you have just a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk, and you're in the line that says 10 items or less, and the person in front of you has 40 items, are you waiting in joyful hope? Or there's some explicitives coming out. Or what about in the car? You're going down the interstate and the person in front of you is going 25 miles an hour in a 65 mile an hour zone. Are you waiting in joy? I often say there are three ways that we can sort of tell how we're able to wait and the patience that we have. One is how you react to a rainy day and the plans that you have. That may be a little bit easier. Secondly, how do you react when you're in the airport and they've lost your luggage? Hmm. And third, one of my all-time favorites, what kind of patience do we have when we take those Christmas lights out the attic and they're all tangled into one ball? <laughs> waiting, waiting and preparing. Waiting in joyful hope. In this holy season of Advent, my friends, we focus on certainly two comings of the Lord. 
in this first part of the season, it is the second coming, and we hear that in the gospel today, when Jesus will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and we are preparing for that day to meet the Lord. And as the season of Advent continues on, closer to the feast of the Nativity, we begin to switch gears and we look at the Lord's first coming, His coming in history, the Incarnation, the Word that becomes flesh and makes His dwelling amongst us. But in between these two comings of Jesus, His first coming and His second coming, St. Bernard of Clavaux speaks about a third coming. And that's the coming that's right in the middle. Jesus is coming in the present moment. And I believe, my brothers and sisters, that coming is very important because it helps us to prepare for the first and the second. Because how we meet Jesus in our everyday lived experience is how we journey between the nativity and the second coming of the Lord. And it's how we use this time to, to truly prepare our heart to be a manger for the incarnation of the Lord Jesus again this year. But are we vigilant and do we watch? Our Advent motto this year is this, my friends. Be vigilant, be watchful, be prepared. We must be vigilant because the world is going to try to pull us away and focuses on all sorts of other things except the Lord Jesus. We have to be watchful because we'll never experience the true joy of Christmas unless we have truly been watchful of our own actions, of how we've treated other people, of how we stepped out of ourselves in love and service to our brothers and sisters in need. And finally, we have to be prepared. You and I well know, my brothers and sisters, anything that really happens good in our life, we have properly prepared for. And it's the same during this holy season of Advent. But what is it that often prevents us from truly entering in, from truly being prepared, from truly being able to wait in joyful hope? It's usually our fear. It's our fear, it's our frustration, it's our anxiety, and all the things that are combined with that. We're afraid what tomorrow will hold. We're afraid about what the future is going to bring. We're afraid and or have anxiety about the things from the past and how they may come into the present. And we carry all of that baggage around. And because of that, we're not experiencing the freedom of the children of God. They're truly able to be vigilant, to be watchful, and be prepared. And so how do we overcome? We overcome, my friends through trust. We have to trust God. As we heard in our first reading, He is the potter and we are the clay. And we have to be clay in the hands of the Lord so that He can form us and shape us and melt us and mold us into the instrument that He desires us to be so that we may truly fulfill our vocation and that we truly may be able to experience happiness and joy and true fulfillment that only the Lord Jesus can give. Do we trust? I was reading in a recent article by a psychologist, and many of you who are parents have probably had this experience. A child wakes up from a bad dream, and the parent goes in, 
and the parent tells the child, everything is going to be okay. And the question that the psychologist asks is, is that a true statement? Are the parents lying to the child? Because in the big picture, is really everything going to be okay? We live in a world with cancer and concentration camps. But as you read down the article, it reminds us that we are a people of hope. And as a people of hope, yes, everything is going to be okay. Yes, there's going to be bumps on the road. Yes, there are going to be trials and tribulations. But yes, everything is going to be okay. Why? Because God is in control. God always provides. God is always in our corner. And that, my friends, gives us great hope and great trust. There's a wonderful little story about a woman by the name of Elaine. Elaine lived in a small town, and she had about six or seven children. It was near Christmas, and her older son was very ill, and Elaine didn't have a, a whole lot of money. In order to have her son treated, in order to buy food for Christmas dinner, and all the things that were needed for, to take care of the family. And so, Elaine went to town and she spoke to the local doctor who agreed to treat her son and the doctor wanted to do something for Elaine. And so the doctor said, we're going to hold a raffle to raise money for this woman and her family. And so the doctor got in touch with one of the local businessmen who did very well. And he was going to organize the raffle. So they sold tickets to the entire town and everyone bought a ticket. And an anonymous donor bought Elaine a ticket. Her number was 4444. And so it was time for the raffle. The mayor came in. They put out the big top hat with all the tickets in it, and they pulled out the winning ticket. And the mayor announced the winner of the grand prize was 4444. Elaine had won. Not only had she made money because of the profits from the raffle, she also won the grand prize. And she was ecstatic. And the doctor, he was shocked. And he went over to the businessman and he said, I can't believe she actually also won. And the businessman said, of course she was going to win. Look at the tickets. All of them said, four, 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 four. Now, my friends, I'm not telling you to go out and cheat. What I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, is that God always wins. God always pulls our tickets. But that's the trust we have to have. Because sometimes in life it doesn't seem that way. Sometimes in life doubts come. Fears creep in. But God is always on our side. And so as we enter into this holy season of Advent, may we prepare well. May we be vigilant. May we be watchful. May we be alert, my friends. And may we wait in joyful hope that we may experience the newness of the Savior.